Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. My name is Nigel. Hammer's here. Abdul King Shabazz from IndiePolitics.org and longtime host here on 93 WIBC as well as an attorney at law and possible Indy mayoral candidate <laughs> joining us uh, live in studio. So, Any update on that, my friend? Yeah, what do you got, man? Let's, uh, let's start there. Still going through the numbers. Had to put things on hold for a little bit. I picked up a new responsibility uh, this week and also got my wife's 50th birthday coming up, so I got to plan all that. So, uh, well, and, and then a, uh, I don't know if we talked about this or not. Another guy put in his hat, uh, his name in the hat for uh, Republican, right? Uh, Reverend Pastor James Jackson. Pastor. He he runs uh, Fervent Prayer Church, or like let's see, like near 30th and Midhoffer. Uh, got in the race. Uh, that means so there's at least one Republican. And you got Joe Hogsett on the Democratic side. You got State Representative Robin Shackelford on the Democratic side. And you have uh, community activist Greg Merry- Greg Merriweather. And so uh, because that the the pastor put his name in for the Republican side, does that give you pause at all of, as to what you're going to do, or does that change your strategy at all? Uh, you, you take into consideration. I mean, it's a it's one thing to run in a race unopposed, one thing to have a, a, a primary challenger. So, but but I do think it's interesting that uh, out of the current the 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 four mayoral candidates, only one's a white guy. <laughs> hmm. okay. I, I I see no my eyes see no color. <laughs> and listen, I, if you decide uh, to get in this thing, <laughs> and you need somebody that's not afraid to write a negative campaign ad, hit piece against a pastor. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'll be your guy. I'm your Huckleberry. All right, Abdul. It's a place in hell for people like that too. Oh. I just want to let you know. <laughs> As Chet would say in Weird Science, I'm even considering making some bleep up. (laughs) I love the little guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, we've got Mike Braun filing the paperwork to run for governor, and this sits off, uh, knocks over a lot of dominoes here. Either either dominoes or, as I discussed with my good friend Andy Downs on the weekend show, political Jenga. Yes, 100%. (laughs) So let's start with just the... not really announcement, but paperwork filed for Mike Braun to run for the governor's race. This is probably the worst kept secret in Indiana, right? Oh uh, yeah, we reported on this back in like September uh, that Mike Braun was making phone calls to county chairman, saying he was going to uh, run for governor. Probably file paperwork after the election, which uh, ironically enough he did, uh, because Mike Braun has never been happy in the Senate. Because Mike Braun has always been more more of a executive branch kind of guy, because he's you know he's got his companies down in Jasper, so. Being one of a hundred people who think they could be president someday, probably, probably just not as much fun as he, as he thought it would be. So, and he told us when he came in studio, it's hard for one person to make a difference in that swamp, and he feels like one person could make a difference in the governor's seat. Yes, but the one thing to keep in mind is that the governor is the most powerful person in the state of Indiana when the legislature is not here. So just kind of keep that in mind. So with him. Basically, giving up his Senate seat, that opens up the Senate seat. It, it opens up a whole bunch does, of stuff. Does Holcomb automatically think he's... I mean, I don't know, you can't read the guy's mind, but does uh, Eric Holcomb think he's got that seat locked in already? Uh, I don't think so, uh, because obviously, if the governor were to run, he had to run in a primary. Uh, you have some issues with some of the primary voters, because some, some don't think he's conservative enough. 
But at the same time, however, and I kind of talked about this with Rob earlier this week, uh, the governor walks in with about 40-45% of the vote. Now, People say, well, your governor should have like 90%. Well, remember, in a primary, you don't need a, you don't need a majority to win. You just need a plurality. And so the more people who would get in the Senate race, say Jim Bang, say Victoria Sparks, say anybody else, the governor sort of has a 40, 45 you know, floor ceiling. But the more people get in, the, 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 hmm. the more he stays in that, that number, that 40, 45 spot. Now, those are some big names that you mentioned, uh, Victoria Sparks and Jim Banks. I think, personally, just my opinion, handicapping these things, those two would have the advantage over Governor Holcomb. I think Banks would be the number one seed in that, followed by Sparks, followed by Holcomb. Well, yes, but at the same time, though, you got to remember, it's one thing if it's just one one-on-one. That's a whole that's a whole different d- different dynamic. But if it's more than one, then you have Banks and Sparks who would split the more conservative vote. Then you have Hulkenwood who would keep the more moderate vote. How much? How much? Sorry, Hammer. I, and I know we talked about how much it costs to run a mayoral campaign. Like I think you said, three million dollars. Yeah. Right. Like how much is it going to cost Mike Braun? Probably out of his own pocket. He's he's got he's sitting on boatloads of money. How much does it run? How much does it take to to run for governor to campaign to advertise all that stuff? Is I would say money? probably about uh, ten million at Whoa. the least. It's Hello. a lot of cash to yeah. be one of the most 100 powerful people in United States politics. Go back to Holcomb, though. If he indeed decides, you know what, I think I'm going to run for the Senate. Are we going to see Jim Banks and Victoria Sparts and possibly Trey Hollingsworth? I don't know. Whoever wants to run, are they going to beat him up over his handling of COVID? Well, they they could, but at the but at the same time, and once again, I brought this up on the show with Rob. <clears throat> you can you can try to beat him up on COVID. But the governor can respond like, hey, you know what? We got through it, and the people had a vote. They voted in in 2020. Yeah. They reelected me by overwhelming margin. So I don't know what you want to talk about, but that COVID, COVID is the past. We're talking about, we're talking about Indiana's future. How's that for nonstick? <laughs> there you go. All right. So what about the, uh, the House seats then? If Victoria Sparks decides that she wants to run for the Senate, um, this could open up a House seat here. Are there any names that were, you know, looking at for possible house runs. Well, let's put it like this. Anybody who lives in the 5th District who's not running, take a step forward. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it's going to start to look like. If, if Victoria Sparks runs for the U.S. runs for the U.S. Senate and Jim Banks runs uh, for the Senate, then you have the 5th Congressional District is an open seat, and also the 3rd Congressional District becomes an open seat. And anybody who's a state rep or state senator or county commissioner or county council member or, or mayor or, or council candidate... We'll all we'll start thinking about. Hey, I can do this. We'll throw their hats into the ring. So I want to say, when the in the last race with, with Victoria, with that Victoria Sparks actually won back in twenty uh, twenty and some change, when she was uh, when, when when it was open, seems like fifteen people on on the ballot. You had Beth Henderson, uh, who's a businesswoman, Micah Clark, might not Micah Clark, but uh, Micah Beckwith, who's a pastor, who's on our radio station every once in a while. Then a whole bunch of other people deciding to run. How- how about okay? We've been talking a lot. I've been hearing Republican names. Is it a given that a Republican will win any of these seats that we're talking about in 2024, including uh, the governor? Um, I would say the odds favor Republicans. Indiana is a more Republican state, you but know. you can't. Uh, a day in politics is a lifetime, and 2024 is a law. It's a lot of days, a lot of lifetimes. It's like at least 700, almost 800 days from now. So anything can happen between now and then. I, I do think the odds tend to favor the, the generic Republican candidate over the generic Democratic candidate, but like I said, anything can happen. McCormick is the name we keep hearing that could be the Democratic front runner to run for governor. She would try to get the teachers unions on board and use that in the campaign. Is there any other names that we're hearing? 
Uh, for for Democrat, uh, for governor, not right now. Uh, I think Democrats are still kind of smarting over the 2020 midterm impact uh, here in Indiana. So they got they got some soul searching that they have to do. Who was that dude that just got dusted by Todd Young, McDermott? Yeah, Tom McDermott, uh, mayor of Hammond. And I think Tom's going to run again for, for, for mayoral re-election. So I, I think Tom's basically done with, with running for statewide. Oh, interesting. State, statewide okay. politics. However, I do think with McCormick, uh, she's already formed an exploratory committee, so she's look, looking at running. She got a, got a our personal campaign committee together, like I said, run on uh, workforce development, education. Um, I don't think the teacher. I think she's going more for the teachers as opposed to the teachers' unions, because teachers' unions in Indiana aren't what they used to be no. with, with with money wise and resources and the whole nine yards. But you still have a lot of teachers out there. I think that's that's going to be McCormick's base. And what's just based off your experience is a timeline of when. We can start getting more pieces to this puzzle announcing after November of next year. Oh, so we got to wait a long time. Yeah, because we got to remember, uh, we still got municipal elections, you know, starting like now. Uh, so you got to get through all that. Who and then- wins in Zionsville? Uh, uh, John Stair, former Channel 13 anchor, or Mayor Emily next year? Uh, my source tell me Mayor Emily isn't running again. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Yeah, so she's won basically one, one and done. And the other thing too to remember about uh, Mayor Emily is. She didn't win because she was a Democrat. She won because everybody else hated the old mayor, <laughs> because of the Zionsville Town yeah. Council. Now you can you know this as well as anybody. Stayed were stayed heavily Republican, and now it's come full circle, and a lot of people hate her, the <laughs> effing mayor of Zionsville. Which is something to think about. Sometimes being mayor can be a very thankless job. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> Abdul, my man, thank Thanks, you. Abdul. Hey, I was good to be here, gentlemen. Uh, we got the coach Dan Dockage coming up next. Right now, let's take a look at the news. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.